This is Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. Sean's with the news right now. Uh, right in yeah. the news. Hey, if uh, you're looking for, uh, you're thinking about joining the Navy, they could really use you. Yeah. And Uber Eats is going to let us be even fatter and lazier. Thank you. News brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More. Before filling your cauldron this witching season, head to the leader in cannabis culture merchandise, Pitbull Tobacco and More, for locals by locals. Uh, I'll begin with the big world news. President yeah. Joe Biden says the weekend attack by Hamas militants on Israel was the deadliest against the Jewish community since the Holocaust and called it a campaign of pure cruelty. He made remarks while speaking Wednesday. Uh, he spoke with Jewish leaders at the White House and made statements. The State Department said the number of U.S. citizens killed during the Hamas-Israel war has now risen to 22, and at least 17 more Americans remain unaccounted for uh, in the war that has already gotten uh, already claimed to more than 2,000 lives on both sides. Hamas is believed to still have 150 hostages in the Gaza Strip, including American citizens. President Biden said when questioned what's being done to try and get those citizens home. If I told you I wouldn't be able to get them home, folks, there's yeah. a lot we're doing. Yeah. A lot we're doing. I have not given up hope of bringing these folks home. Makes a certain amount of sense. Got to yeah, have <laughs> Okay. Let yeah. me just tell you all the exactly things we're right. doing. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, exactly that's, right. That's a great idea. Uh, in a sign of U.S. support for Israel, Secretary of State Antony Blinken actually has arrived this morning in Tel Aviv. So yeah. he's there now. Yep, I, got, I saw that this morning. I was saying the, uh, somebody else, was, uh, I can't remember what the source was, but uh, uh, potential American boots on the ground, uh, special operators uh, to get the hostages. Oh, well. But, I mean, that's, that's the next logical step anyway. Yes, but that, that, that's a lot of what those guys do. That's the exact sort of thing the president's not going to tell you that right. we're actively doing. Right, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's how that works. Uh, in the wake of the recent attacks, the uh, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and Senator Tom Cotton have introduced a new bill uh, to immediately freeze the $6 billion in Iranian funds that's currently being held in South Korea that we had released to them in that prisoner swap previously. Right. Uh, they want that money frozen again just so it's not there to back of Iran, which there's still suspicion they may have either endorsed this or been behind it or something. Sure. I mean, um, and, and, and okay, a couple of things on this because there's a lot of misinformation online. Right, yes. That's not American money. First of all, it does not belong. Right. It didn't come from taxpayers. It was money that they had that we were able to freeze in place so they yes. couldn't use it to do bad things against us. Right. And then ostensibly, it's supposed to go to humanitarian relief. I don't know how they regulate this. I don't They either. apparently have a system set up. But if they know they're getting it, they have other money that they could use to do right. bad things with, knowing that this money's coming in. And that probably... So it's not the same money, but it kind of could be. Right. It, can t- it takes that place when it gets there. Exactly. It, it, that, it's like the lottery paying off uh, education. Yeah. And then we can use the education money for something else, because the lottery just paid in a whole bunch of it. Well, and I think that uh, yeah. Mitch, I think Mitch, and Tom, Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton are thinking the same thing you are, so let's freeze that again so it's not going to yeah, end possibly, up refilling right. that for right. them. Uh, if that's the case. Uh, and uh, the Senate may be trying to get things done. The House still kind of not. Uh, Republican colleagues say uh, Steve Scalise is their nominee for House Speaker. He did win that internal vote, 113 to 99. But that's a narrow majority of the 221 uh, Republicans in the House. And he needs 217 to win the House, win the actual speakership of the House. Wow. Uh, a lot of people saying they're still not going to support him. And so we don't know exactly when the vote is going to take place because he's still trying to shore up support in yeah. the in the, the the committee. And what's interesting is uh, Jordan supports him. Yes, he he said he was. He gonna said get behind I'm, I'm behind him. Yeah, yes. I'll endorse him. Let's just go. Well, because he he doesn't want it turning into one of these things where it takes 15 votes like a Dick McCarthy. Here we go. Uh, but unfortunately, some people there are a few that have said that they're still going to support Jim Jordan even though he's supporting Scalise. I don't right. understand it, but that's where we are. 
No Speaker of the House yet. Right. As a heads up this morning, because it may affect your commute, the Jamestown-Scotland Ferry is going to be operating at a reduced capacity today uh, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They say only the Surrey and Williamsburg ferries will be in service. Uh, that is according to VDOT. They, let out, they gave out a press release. Uh, both vessels will continue to ferry motorists, but uh, they say that you can experience delays and check the traffic queues because they might be have you waiting about half a mile from boarding location. Oh, no kidding. So uh, It's amazing to me how they can go from Jamestown all the way to Scotland and get back in time for dinner. It's really impressive. It's incredible. It's, it, it's uh, quite the journey. <laughs> uh, but they did say double check on it before you leave the house and make sure you leave with enough time just because, again, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., it's going to be have lo- having longer wait times. Uh, A new report from the Navy says that the U.S. Navy would love for you to sign up right now. Uh, Apparently, they missed their target of uh, uh, getting uh, recruiting, excuse me, by 7,000 people. Uh, The uh, commander of the Navy Recruiting Command described it as challenging and a competitive environment. Uh, In total, it says they recruited a little over 30,000 active duty sailors, which is about 7,000 short of their goal. And they say when they say that despite their offering record high enlistment bonuses, some of them reaching up to $75,000. Oh, my gosh. They also said they had student loan repayment wow. uh, options as well, up to wow. 65000 Uh They said they, and they even uh, in, um, changed the maximum enlistment age. I didn't even know this. It went from 39 to 41 years old. So they've expanded Into the, the window. 40s, yeah. yeah, they've expanded the window, yeah. but they're still having a hard time. Uh, Aaron Carp, who's a master lecturer at Old Dominion University, spoke with uh, Wavy about what the kind of issues this presents for the Navy. The problem for the U.S. Navy is getting the ships where they need to be in terms of capability, especially personnel. It's sustaining the entire U.S. Navy over the long term. That's another question. Yeah, basically be keeping the numbers up high enough so that we're not at a low point where we can't do the missions we need right. to do later on right. because our recruiting has been so low year over year. Sure. So they're saying they, they're going to keep some of these uh, uh, these record high enlistment bonuses going because mm-hmm. they want to still inspire people to join if they if they can get them in there. And they say it's not just them. The Army and the Marines are also having a hard time yeah. as well. So uh, yeah, but although I understand that the Marines have uh, have held up their end of the deal, well, good for them. They, they've met their quotas, good, but but barely. I was going to say it might have been razor thin for them. Yeah. They might have just barely got there, but down from what it's been. The military having a hard time with that. Yeah. Uh, the United Auto Workers Union has significantly escalated their walkout against the D- Detroit Three Automakers by going on strike against the largest and most profitable Ford plant in the world. In a surprise move, 8,700 members left their job at the Ford Kentucky truck plant in Louisville at about 6.30 p.m. yesterday. That makes the heavy-duty F-Series pickup trucks and large SUVs, which is one of the reasons it's so profitable. Right. Uh, The president of the UAW says the unions waited long enough to bargain for a fair contract, so they're going to start expanding these strikes more. Mm -hmm. He called the strike expansion, uh, Ford called the strike expansion grossly irresponsible and said it wasn't surprising, giving the UAW's leadership statements that it wanted to keep Detroit automakers hobbled with industrial chaos. Wow. Uh, And as that goes on, the Detroit Three Automakers have laid off almost 5,000 workers at factories that are not among the plants hit by the United Auto Workers Because they can't get the parts. Exactly. That's what they're saying. They say the companies say the strikes happen, or uh, that they happen because they don't have the parts. The UAW rejects that argument, saying that they're doing this to try and pressure them into taking a less favorable deal. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's uh, one side, you know. One side or the other, you know. It's it's both sides of the story. It's... I grew up in Michigan. Right. I, I've lived this stuff before. There's there's some truth about this parts thing. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, uh, we had three three auto plants in my hometown. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh yeah, and 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 if uh, plant number two isn't making uh, trunk lids, yeah, we're not finishing cars. True. Yeah. So I can't come into work today because I'm the guy that puts the trunk lids on the car. 
I have this vision in my head now. You know what I mean? Dealerships yeah. with just a bunch of cars with no trunks. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Dude, the only cool thing was once uh, my alternator broke. Uh, y- your alternator's on, on your motor. It's mounted to the motor. It generates electricity that gets stored back in the battery and is used by the vehicle as you, as you travel about. And it's bolted to the motor. Okay, yeah. And the mount broke. So the alternator didn't break, but the mount broke. It was of aluminum. It cracked. It broke off. I had to have it fixed. I had a buddy at the auto plant. Yeah. I dropped it off at lunch, and I got it back at 3, brand new. He, they they uh, welded it or whatever they did. They re-tapped the whole thing, and he yeah. runs outside and just hands me the deal. I put it back in my car. I got, <laughs> my car's fixed in like four hours. Thank you, General Motors. That's awesome. Using good old-fashioned American <laughs> ingenuity, buddy. That is so cool. That was cool as hell. Alternators, yeah. actually, you know, before I say uh, this, hold on. I have to, I'm going to run across the room. Are you alternating between microphones? There you no, go. I'm oh, you're knocking on wood? Knocking on yeah. wood because every car I've had so far, the alternator yeah. has gone bad on. Oh, really? Every single one. Well, then one. you know how to change it. I hate yeah. it so much. You see these hands, Rick? You know what yeah. they don't do? Yeah. Get inside engines very well. <laughs> oh, no. I can see that. I used to be a quick lube mechanic, yeah. and I hated that job because my hands were always... I was trying to squeeze them into spots that oh, I just yes. couldn't get them into. Yeah, yeah. My hands were covered in cuts, and you can see the scar there on my knuckle from oh, the really? time. Yeah. It's just, I hated it. This car, again, knock on wood, Yeah, haven't had that problem yet. Nice. So it, let's keep things working, please. Uh, Uber Eats, speaking of driving around in cars, they have announced uh, that the Uber Eats app is now going to allow customers to order from two places at the same time. So you can be even fatter. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. Okay. So, for example, if you want an Italian dinner and then maybe want uh, something from the liquor store nearby, right. hey, we got that for you. And you won't have to pay an additional I delivery fee. I thought fee. they already had that. There's options like that. Uh, Where they'd, they'd swing by 7-Eleven and get you a six-pack or something uh, after they got your dinner for you. Uh, that, that, they did do something like that, but I want to say there might have been an extra fee on that. Oh, uh, might have been. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of families, uh, Rod talks about it all the time. Yeah. If, if he's getting takeout, he goes to three different places. Yeah. You know, so that would be, there's the handy. Yeah. One of the other things, too, is that uh, there's, there was an option like that. You could do, like, after you checked out, it would say, like, oh, if you want something on the way or something. Yeah, yeah, I think now they're letting you do it beforehand. You can actively choose the two places beforehand, do the whole order at once. Okay. Rather than waiting till the end and, you know. Yeah, I just don't know the difference, I guess. Uh, I don't know. But either way, but I guess maybe adding it on after you had done your delivery would have added a second delivery fee, Mm -hmm. possibly. Uh, But either way, they're stressing this time there's no extra delivery fee. So I'm feeling like that's their special sauce. Sure. Uh, They told CNBC that the options for how near the second location needs to be are the first are contingent on the time of day, driver availability, and other market factors. So, you know, be be reasonable about this. You're not ordering from a place in Virginia Beach and adding a second place in Chesapeake. That's not probably not happening. No. They say it should be fairly easy to use. Once you finish choosing food from your first location, you'll get a notification uh, that says bundle another store. And that's where you can swap in something else and add other stuff. So it's an option if you don't really nice. if you really don't want to leave your house. Yeah, you've got an option now. Wow, I spent so much time at the grocery store later lately, <laughs> just buying fresh food because I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm trying to cook my own food. And so you're you're paying attention. They gave you a diet, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. They, well, they, things that I should eat and shouldn't eat. You know, it's not a strict diet, but okay. it's, it's, I'm trying to eat healthier. Categories. Uh, it's a lot of protein and, and veggies. Okay, and a know. lot less carbs? Yes, ge- a, lot, a lot less speaking. empty carbs. Yeah, a lot okay. less you know, right. fried foods and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. right. It's kind of common sense when you stop and think about it. Yeah. But I keep thinking to myself, I wish I could just get all this stuff delivered to me. 
But then I remember that costs money. Dude, it costs money. It costs a lot of money. It does. I, I, not to take anything away from it, because I'm as, I'm as bad as anybody else. But, yeah. you know, I bought one cheesesteak. It was $35. I know. One cheesesteak. Now, cheesesteak's 17 bucks, so it's no, you right. know, the full-size one is. Yeah. But you're paying uh, the almost delivery everywhere, fee and, and the now you're paying this, and, and you're paying that. It's like my God, my a, wife sees what this costs. I'll yeah, never get another yeah. one of these again. Then you tip the driver, and <laughs> right, exactly. before you know it, like yeah, you said, yeah. thirty-five bucks. Oh yeah. Uh, and I same thing. I used to, I used to get groceries delivered, but I'll be honest with you, that's when I was ordering very infrequently, and yeah. it would you know I could afford it once every two weeks. Sure. But now I'm going to the grocery store once or twice a week, mm-hmm. and uh, can't, uh, I can't pay that delivery fee every day. You could, you could have the don't they? They'll bring it out to your car for nothing, right? Yeah, I can do that. Yes, yeah. well, I can do that. If you but want half, to save time, half the time I just you know go do it myself. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm picky about when you got to swap things. Sure, when there's when they don't have what you sure. want. So uh, while we're talking about delivery, by the way, you might want to ask them to stop and get you a can or a bottle of soda because apparently a study found that 41 percent of water from soda dispensers. Contained coliform bacteria, which is uh, things like listeria, salmonella, and E. coli. Oh, dude. Yeah, not good. So these, uh, the soda dispenser, yes. which is the, the thing they just the yanked out of drinks. McDonald's. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that uh, they only tested fountains near a campus uh, at Loma Linda University in California. They were yeah. checking those just to see. But they found it right. on all of them. They say we cannot say the soda fountain contamination is only in the eastern Coachella Valley, though. Uh, they said it's just generally because, you know, these things don't get cleaned very much. Right. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, boy, lift the lid before you look, use that ice machine at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. You really think they're going floor to floor? Do you th- really? I mean, nah. man. Should they be? They, of course, <laughs> should be. <laughs> But, yeah, a uh, microbiologist at Michigan State said it's, concern, it's a concern that they found these pathogens. It's clearly an indicator that we, we need to do is more investigations like this because we don't know how big this threat really is for everybody, sure. uh, which is a big problem. I, I love myself a fountain drink, mm-hmm. and uh, now I, I think I will avoid them for the rest of my life. There you go. <laughs> that being said, I'm not drinking a lot of soda these days anyway, so it works out. Uh, today, it's going to be cloudy th- through most of the day with a high near 76. Mostly clear tonight with a low around 55. And tomorrow, sunny with a high near 75. Last check outside, still brisk out, about 58 degrees. With the news, I'm Sean Hood for Rumble in the Morning on FM 99.